Last episode of the series, Andrew. Aye, aye. So it begins. Or so it ends. Mm. Salutations. Um, Bonjour. Yeah. It's the uh, last episode of the series before we take a break, which we haven't decided how long yet. Yeah. As I uh, pointed out yesterday, I think it's only going to be for as long as our respective need for validation is uh, will allow us. Yeah. And uh, what did I tell you to do? Um, I can't remember. I told you to shut your filthy whole mouth. Yes, that was the one. So, yeah. Um, this week, we've got questions, as usual. We've got a joke, as usual. Um, we've also got a... Uh, I don't really know what to call it. A um, Well, what would you call it? An homage, perhaps? To... Uh, to a, a timeless classic. A timeless classic. Yeah, maybe we'll leave it as a surprise. And then yeah. when the music comes in about halfway through... People will be like, wow. Oh, my God. How did this, how did this yeah. happen? All we right. should probably... Point it, basically, it's going to be artlessly shoehorned into this episode. We can't yeah. really... We didn't, well, it's, just our, it's just our feature for the week. Yeah, we couldn't think of a, a... quiz. We couldn't think of a convincing or authentic angle to make it go in organically. So... Uh, Don't say organically. <laughs> you did that on purpose, didn't you? No, I didn't, actually. But oh. I realised halfway through saying it. So yeah, I thought, I'm, gonna, a... I'm gonna take as long as I possibly can to say to right, let me, this word. Let me just explain. Um I used the word organically in a um in a sentence to Sam and Emma the other week and they just said, Oh, who do you think you are? Andrew. Because apparently organically is a massively It's the sort like, of thing I'd say apparently. Apparently, yeah. yeah. So there you go. Further confirmation that I'm turning into you. Wow. You have only yourself to blame, really. Yeah. If you insist on doing this on a weekly basis, then... Uh, well, this is, maybe this is why I need a break. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just going to become you. Quite. Well, you know, it's had an effect. I've been affected as well. I mean, I've started going on urbandictionary.com and trying to find out what all these cool words mean. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any, any of you found any that I haven't... I found, I found quite a, a good one today, actually, which oh, I quite God. like. Let me hear it. Which is, uh, well, you know, I, I got asked about Netflix and chill the other day. And yeah, did yeah. I know what, what, it, what the expression means? Mm-hmm. I've, I've discovered, thanks to Urban Dictionary, that there's a, a super deluxe version, if you will. Of Netflix and chill? Yeah. What, what do you mean? IMAX and Climax. <laughs> yeah. IMAX and Climax. Yeah. All right, that sounds fun. Yeah. Um, okay, shall we... Um, Go for some questions? Yeah. Let's. Alright, well the first the first um couple of questions are actually left over from last week because we actually didn't have enough time. Because we had so much <laughs> to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we had yeah, a bit of a mission filling it all in last yeah. time. Mm. So um basically uh Robert Honeyman, or Sarge as we like to call him. Hi man. He um he wants to know, would you rather be able to talk to animals or speak any language fluently? Oh, speak any language fluently. Easy peasy. Oh, yeah? Why is that? I don't imagine animals would have much that's interesting to say, really. I would say that fluency in any human language is a much more bankable skill. Mm. Hmm. Seriously. But but what if you could talk to animals and then you found out stuff that... What are they going to say? (laughs) I don't know. What's an animal going to say That's the point. You don't know, do you? So surely you'd be like... I mean, what if if we spoke to Gonzo... Just now, yeah. We should probably point out that Gonzo is a dog. Yeah. What's Gonzo going to say? That's I don't have like, no idea. Blow my mind. But that's that's the mystery. Does he if have he any? Could, then imagine he could say something that would just like blow your mind. I mean, are there particular existential quandaries which present themselves only to dogs? Probably. Do you think so? Yeah, there must be. Okay. Um, there is also, but there's also that. Um, 
I'm not, I can't remember who said it, but the, if a lion could speak, we still wouldn't be able to understand it. Who said that then? I can't remember. Yeah. But it, it's basically to do because their reference points are so ah. far removed. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, actually, there's a. I probably mentioned this before, <coughs> uh, about eight or nine episodes ago, but uh, I was reading a sci- science fiction book recently called Speaker for the Dead, yeah. which explores this uh, very question actually because okay. they find the, they find uh, aliens right. on another planet and um, they sort of colonise this planet around the aliens with a view to not disturbing them too much basically okay. without just letting them get on with it um, but the trouble is these aliens are actually masters at language but all of the cultural reference points for all the words are completely different oh, right. and the humans have a very strict rule that they're not allowed to give anything away about how humans think to the aliens because they're worried it might sort of contaminate their culture in a really bad way. Uh. So they're constantly sort of walking on eggshells around these aliens trying to figure out what the hell they're talking about. Mm. And uh, Well, this yeah. is my point with animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it leads to some fairly uh, gruesome consequences, unfortunately. Okay. So I'd, rec- I'd recommend that to anyone. But you're saying you'd rather... Be able to speak any language fluently. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, it's 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 a massively bankable skill. You've yeah, got to, you've got to think these things through. Well, I mean, what? are you going to put on your CV <laughs> next time you're looking for a job? I can talk to animals. I'll yeah, give this guy. I'm a, a pint-sized Doctor Doolittle. Yeah. Or they, do you think that's going to speak? Do you think that's going to land you a job? Might do. Depends with, what job with, I'm with going who? for. With who? Well, what if I was going going to be like a conservationist? Well, they won't. Uh, okay, they won't accept that. <laughs> Why not? Because they're saying, well, he's clearly lying. Or if you could talk to animals, though, you could be you could be rich. You could like you could be like a site, uh, an attraction at a circus. Be like, come and see the amazing guy who talks to animals. <laughs> yeah, he can make a he can make this uh, budgie like do backflips. Do backflips. Yeah, I'd pay to see a backflip. There, exactly. there you go. Exactly. There you go. But that's purely in the realms of fantasy, though. It's not possible. Well, you know. It's if it is possible. Well, I'm just going with a few of the languages because, you know. All right, because you're boring. Yeah. <laughs> no argument there. All right, then. Um, Emma Agnew wanted to know what happens to all the socks that go missing. That's a good question. Yeah. Um, Any idea? I expect a good number of them get eaten by washing machines and tumble dryers. Well, as in they just go in and never come out? Yeah, basically. Well, I, didn't I don't know, know why tumble dryers do this. I would have thought that would be bad for <laughs> that would be bad for the bad tumble for, dryer's digestive. Bad system. for its digestion. Yeah. Well, you'd have thought so, wouldn't you? Yeah. Maybe they uh, all go to a special place. Yeah. All the lost socks. <laughs> I don't know. No, it's tricky. It's tricky. I mean, I suppose you know they've started putting those collars on cats. Yeah, that that TV show, The Secret Life of, of Cats. Mm. They put camera collars on the cats to see what they get up to. You think they should do that with socks? Well, yeah, it might <laughs> be one way. <clears throat> that would be interesting. But I'm sure people have uh, various theories on the subject of what happens to them, but until now it's been impossible to test the veracity of any of these ideas, you know. Okay. All right. Carl <laughs> Smith, um, if you were to enter the Red Bull Air Race, um, describe what kind of machine you'd build <laughs> and how you think it would go. Am I correct in thinking that's the one where they just sort of run off the end of a pier and try and glide for as long as they possibly can? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I quite like the um, the classic... You know, you, get that, you see it in those 1920s black and white films. There's like some dude with a, who's made a bicycle and pedalling it makes the whimsics flat. <laughs> I, I've always thought that's quite a neat little design, even yeah. though purely thanks to the laws of physics, there's no possible way it could work <laughs> no I'd, you know. but you would do that for the hell of it well the thing is I mean if nothing else if you've got a really good run up at this thing yeah. like you just take you don't even need to take the wings off no just you know just get a bike go really <laughs> really really fast off so the edge of the thing and just get as much distance as you possibly can so your design is basically just a bike it's, it's a bike you just fly off the edge yeah okay <laughs> and how do you think that would go I imagine the landing would be quite painful actually because like when the bike hits the water <clears> and you then sort of 
collide with the bike, don't you? Yeah. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't really think of that. <laughs> Not going to go well. No. We'll what about to... your love spuds? Well, get crushed. Yeah, I have to put them somewhere else. <laughs> Keep them in a little bag. Yeah, put them in a safety deposit box. Yeah. <laughs> the time being. Well, well, that's what. What else? What other ideas are there? Um, I don't know really. You could. Uh... I mean, has, has there been? Has there yet been some dude who just like straps wings to his mate, you know, cardboard wings to his arms and just, well, jumps. just jumps off? Yeah. Well, that's not going to go well at all, is it? No, but I expect he'll get a big cheer because it does seem to be. In the, <laughs> it does seem to, to I've be. I've seen in... some people do some ridiculous things like that. It does seem to be in the spirit trying. of the thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. They just want to see people fail. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you do well then. No, oh, thanks. <laughs> All right. So those were last week's questions uh, that we didn't get to. So this is this week's questions. <clears throat> um, Dan Cox. Uh, okay, I'm going to read the question as he said it, which was, "What is your favourite monkey type thing?" Mm. And then I did actually see him after he asked that question, and he we spoke about it, and I was like, "What do you mean?" And he was just like, "Well, you know, any type of." simian being like what's your favourite so any type of ape do you oh. have a favourite ah well no to be honest Stan I'm not really that fussy no no I mean I suppose um, I mean favourite in what respect I mean well you know that you get the most enjoyment out favourite to watching. look at at the zoo or fav- <laughs> favourite to go for a drink with or well yeah. It would be purely up to you. Oh, wow. The agony of choice. Yet again. Bonobo? Aren't they the ones that... I, I might be wrong in saying this, but I thought they were the ones that um, are like cannibals. Oh, bloody hell, really? I think so. God, dear. <laughs> I don't know why I brought them up. They're pretty extreme, these, yeah. uh, these guys. But then you've got gorillas, orangutans. Orangutans, yeah. The classic chimpanzee. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, in the it was chimps in the PG tips adverts, wasn't it? I believe so. That's probably not allowed anymore, is it? <laughs> I don't think so. No, that's got to be like against some sort of like, human, like or not human, but you know. I expect it against. I expect it. Yeah, I expect it's against all of them. In probably, fact. yeah. Um, well, I suppose. Well, well, there was that. I'll tell you what. I'm gonna do the macaque. The... <laughs> now, which ones are they? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. No, I suppose the one, the one, the one I I would opt for. I'm going to be really trendy and modern here. Mm. I saw a uh, viral video the other day. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Right. YouTube. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a, a website where people put videos on. <laughs> I think most people probably know. Well, for the avoidance of doubt, you know. Right. Okay. And this uh, was a dude basically doing a card trick in front of a chimpanzee right and, that chi- oh, I think and, I and the chimpanzee it. starts laughing its arse off and yeah yeah starts, so that that touched my withered heart so yeah <laughs> so I'm gonna go for chimpanzees I think alright I cool. think it was a chimp anyway yeah it looked like one to me yeah yeah sweet there you go then um, alright we've got a um, quite a topical serious one from Kelsey Smith okay bring it on um, okay, please discuss your views on breastfeeding in public. It's become a major topic. Being a mum and breastfeeder myself, the stigma attached uh, with doing it in public has affected me personally. Not only whether I do it or not, but also influenced my opinion to an extent. Um, as men, what do you think about it? And the people who have attacked it vocally and in social exper- experiments, etc. Mm. Breastfeeding. All right, let's let's put you in a situation. So, let's let's go through your your thought process as a man when you say you're, let's just say you're at a bus stop, uh, sitting there waiting for the bus, and the lady next to you pulls out her boob and starts breastfeeding her child. What goes through your head? Um, don't stare because it's rude. Is the first thing I suppose. <laughs> right. Uh, just let them get on with it. You know. Let them get on with it. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, um, don't see the problem, quite frankly. No. No. Do you? Would you? Um, I I agree. First of all, I don't I don't really see the problem at all. Um, but do you think maybe it's just some people are like slightly? 
I don't know. Well, there was a thing on the train that we spoke about before where the guy said, that you're making me uncomfortable. Mm. Like, so what, what do you think makes a person uncomfortable in that situation? You see, the, the thing which really gets me about that is, and it's pisses me off a bit, to be honest, is it's the men who are most sort of vocally against women breastfeeding in public. Typically, I think, are also the kind of guys who'd happily, you know, sit on the train ogling at page three, mm. you know? So and it's like, oh, right, so fine. When, uh, what's the name, 20 from Essex <laughs> yeah. has got her tits out and you'll happily ogle them in public. But mm. woe betide any woman who actually uses them for their intended purpose. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's bullshit, basically. Yeah. I think if it does upset people, tough. Yeah. That's their problem. It's not the mum's problem. Certainly no. not the baby's problem. No, that's true. It's all very true. I think some. Uh, do you think it's just a case of um, people with like are just overly sensitive? I think the issue is in a lot of cases. I think the the idea that breasts are not simply playthings for men. Yeah. Really annoys a lot of men. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like where they're not um, just like a thing to do with sex. Yeah. But more, I think more specifically, it's the issue of control as well. Mm. Do you know what I mean? What do you mean by control? What I mean is it's kind of like, like I say, going back to that guy who would happily, yeah. you know... Stare at him on the train. Yeah, exactly. You know, is it because he's in control of that situation? Yeah, exactly. when a woman exactly. breastfeeding, he has no control, they're just there. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think one of the issues there is, you know, the fact that he, she's, you know, doing something with her body without his express permission. And I think... On some level, that's definitely a factor in all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, basically. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. We hope that's cleared things up for Kelsey, in our opinion. We're with you in, uh, yeah, we agree. Like, it's bullshit, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, this is uh, a bit of a <laughs> dark one. Um, so what have we got then? Scott, no name Willis. Um, how you doing, Scott? I think Scott, no name with us. Oh, so he's got two Facebook. names. He's got two names. It's on his Facebook. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. he has his reasons. That, um, that's that's patently absurd. But, but there we go. Uh, just uh, okay. <laughs> Take it up with Scott. Um, his question: In a situation where you where you would have to eat someone, would you find it easier or harder if you found them attractive? <laughs> oh, God Almighty. <laughs> That's really fucking dark. Well, let's say let's say um, that you get stranded on a desert island with someone who you found attractive, mm. and they got hit by a thunderbolt, and they're dead. And they're dead. Right. And then you can't get off this island. You're stranded. You 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 run you run out of food. You have no option but to eat them. Are you gonna find it easier because she's attractive, or harder? Like, which kind of brings up the question, if it was someone that wasn't attractive as well, would that be easier or harder? My God. Well, I don't think it would really factor into it, to be honest no. with you. No. <laughs> oh, God. I don't like this question at all. <laughs> I can tell you don't like the question, but, you know, that's the question. Yeah. Well, I that's my answer. I don't think it would factor into it at all. It's you know I don't think cannibalism, I don't think are mitigated by such concerns, quite no, frankly. Probably not. But yeah. Next question. <laughs> you wanna move on? Yeah. Alright then. Um Darren Packham. If you could be remembered as the first man to do something in space, what would it be? Well that's quite a cool word. Yeah. People have done quite a lot of nifty things in space already don't they you could be the first man to eat another human being in space oh Jesus <laughs> um <laughs> well what what, have, what hasn't what haven't people done in space uh, well what has been done well think of Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong mm-hmm. they struck a golf ball so they played golf yep um, they went and drove around on the buggy for Has a bit. Has anyone done a guitar solo in space? 
He could be the first man to play a guitar solo. That'd be tricky through the spacesuit, though. Would be. Can you not have your hands exposed? In, in space? Yeah. No. What would happen? Well, for one thing, in space... Would they all get sucked with the blood gun to them? And well, for one... the pressure. Well, for one thing, the, the, it's, the temperature <laughs> is like absolute zero, mm. I believe. Or at okay. least very close to. Yeah. So, you know, they'd freeze, for one thing. Okay, so you can't. Uh, okay, that so that would work. But too. you could do. You could use a keep the gloves on, and have like a slide thing. You know them. What are they called? Oh yeah, yeah, like a bottleneck thing. Bottleneck, and then you. So you could do the first bottleneck solo in space. The first then. bottleneck solo in space. Yeah. I well, I tell you what, it would be easy to do a lap steel guitar thing. I think, yeah, you in could space do that, all that tapping it. Yeah, well, not not tapping it, but the lap yeah, steel thing. You slide like. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're getting country music a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could do that, but I wouldn't play uh, country music. I would play something by Pink Floyd. Why? Because it would be just epic, Dark Side of the Moon. There's some lap steel on. Uh, there's a tune called One of These Days. Mm. There's some lap steel on that. I play One of These Days by Pink Floyd. They'd be the first man to play Pink Floyd in space. Yeah, that would be quite fun. Or I suppose there's, there's lap steel on quite a lot of their stuff actually. I think Shine on You Crazy Diamond has some as well. <laughs> this is now just turned into a conversation about Pink Floyd. And why not? Well, fine. But the, <laughs> the question was about other things you could do in space. What else? Can you think it? of a more fitting band? Uh, I suppose they'd be up there. They would definitely be up there. Uh, <clears throat> trying to think of other things you could do in space that would be like, wow, he, he's the first guy to do this in space. But then how, how would it work? Because, you know, the instrument wouldn't be able to produce any sound. Uh, In space, no one can hear you scream. Well, then there you go. What else could you do? If that's not going to work. Well, can you do it inside the confines of the spaceship? Is that allowed? Mm. Darren hasn't specified this, has he? No, he hasn't. I think it'd be more when you're on the planet. Which planet? Well, let's just say the moon. Okay. Not just floating it. around in the void, no. in the endless void. No. Although, if you were floating around in the endless void and you're playing guitar, you could probably come up with some mad shit. Yeah, <laughs> plenty of time on your hands, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> endless time. Yeah. Well, no, because eventually your suit's air would run out and oh, you'd yeah. die. All right, fair enough. So that wouldn't work. <laughs> All right, should we move on? Uh, yeah, Pink Floyd, next. <laughs> Alright, Steve Watling wants to know what your dream job would be and why, and it can't be the band. Oh, that's a good question, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Well, like, if your life had gone a different way and you hadn't got into music and being in a band and stuff, did you ever have any other sort of aspirations, like, job-wise? Well, when I was... Well, going back to the previous question, mm. I think my, the first sort of stated ambition I had in life when I, when I was about five was to be an astronaut. <laughs> But, but I was five. That's, isn't that yeah. most kids? Think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then <coughs> around about age ten, I kind of got a brief insight into what training to be an astronaut sort of involved. Yeah, that put you off. Yeah, and also, you know, when you're five, you imagine you're kind of flying around in a tiny little spaceship. Yeah, yeah. Shooting aliens and things. And then when you're ten, it's like actually they don't do any of that. So what they fly to... around and collect rocks. <laughs> yeah. Do that here. So yeah, you could do that. Yeah. What? So what happened at ten? Did you go when you when you gave up that? Oh, I think I saw some like documentary about like astronauts and all the. No, no, no. I mean, no, no. I mean, like after you gave up. Oh right, the I see. idea of it. What was your next career? For a little while, for quite a long while actually, I really fancied the idea of being a journalist. A journalist? Yeah. <laughs> that is not the answer I expected. Really? Why Most not? people would be like, I'd like, I wanted to be an ice cream taster. That'd be my dream job. Oh no, no. no. I mean, it'd be nice to get paid to eat, to eat ice, ice cream, cream. but yeah. I can't imagine. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is a really fulfilling job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just mean journalist wasn't like <laughs> at the age of, I'm saying, let's say, eleven. Yeah. You know, like, about, I want to be a journalist. It was about that age, I guess. That <laughs> That's I sort of, so weird, man. Yeah, but I, I never, I never really pursued it in any meaningful no. capacity, and. The age I'm at now, I'm actually fairly, fairly grateful that I didn't, because mm. I think like journalism in general is clearly not what I thought it was when I was no. 20 years younger. You know. So now, at this age, what 
if if the band wasn't an option, what would you think now you would turn your hand to? Hmm, well, good question. Have, I'll you, tell you, have what, you ever thought about it? I do like the work which I'm doing now, which is guitar teaching guitar. Teaching. Yeah, okay. yeah. And of all the jobs I've had, it is... Yeah. Of all the things I've been paid to do, it is by far That's the thing I enjoy favorite. the most. Yeah. Is there nothing yeah. else, though, that you enjoy in life? Oh, yeah, <laughs> lo- loads of things, loads yeah. of things, but, you know... So what else do you enjoy? Let's um, just go with that for a start. And then we can just decide whether you're, you could potentially... Whether you could actually persuade someone to give you money to do it. Yeah. Um, Reading the Telegraph. No. Making chilli. Mm. Yeah, well, that's being a chef, really, isn't it? Or just a chilli cook. Being a chilli cook. No, I see. Steve, <laughs> Steve, Steve will tell you that the catering industry is really stressful. Okay, yeah, I know. My dad used to be a caterer as well. There um, you go. Long hours, early hours as well. Um, but... I could see you as a chili. <laughs> just chili just cook nothing else but chili. Yeah. All day, every day. Basically, you do nothing. With like a with giant your, cauldron. You sit there in your little flat and you watch documentaries about space, thinking about what could have been, playing Pink Floyd on your guitar, and then once a year you come out and go to the local festival and you you do like the chili. You do a chili cook off, and you bring your chili out and there's like a chili eating competition and you're the chef. And everyone goes, oh, brilliant, Andrew, the chilli the chili cook, he's out, and he's, we love him. And then you, that's it. And then that's you go, literally it. Then you go home for another half a year. That doesn't sound like much of a life, to be honest. <laughs> that's, what I, that's just what I'm imagining you as. Yeah. I don't know if I have any other interests. This is actually quite this worrying, is really, isn't it? <laughs> this has been eye-opening. So yeah, yeah. What, Maybe like, I'm actually quite a shallow individual. So all you enjoy in life is teaching guitar. Well, you know, like socialising and stuff. That's, that's, really, okay. that's, really, well, that's really vague. They can't right? really get but paid for socialising. No, you can't. Well, maybe you can, I don't know. Well, some people do. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, they suck. So, uh, nothing else you enjoy? <laughs> what else? Oh, I suppose I enjoy lots of things. I like skiing. But I you don't could know be a I'd... professional skier. That could be a dream job. Yeah, I think it's a bit late for me to pursue that. Well, you know... I mean, there's... that's... I'm far... I'm, you have to be quite young, I think, to start to get onto a professional skiing yeah. touring circuit. You know that's, and you've got to be in far better physical shape than I am. Oh, probably. I, that but I mean, what if um, what if you had all those skills and that wasn't part of it? You just could be a professional skier and you were reasonably good at it. Just get paid to go around loads of slopes and that's it. Yeah, that'd be quite fun, I suppose. It'd be a dream job. Yeah, that would be a good. That'd be a dream job. I don't know if it would be the dream job for me, but it'd be. What about footballer. Footballer? Nah, I don't think I could. Uh... And you were good though, again well, with all the skills and stuff. Mm, Dream job. Trouble is, you're you're then like a public figure in an extremely demanding way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's uh, that's a. I don't think. I think a lot of people are not cut out for that. In fact, mm. I imagine I think most people are not cut out for that, and it would certainly explain why a lot of footballers act out a lot of the time. I suppose so. Because yeah. you know, I think the. I mean, not that I'm trying to excuse some of the more dickish behaviour of footballers. Well, no. You know, because they... Well, you tried had... to excuse Justin Bieber's behaviour before. Did I? Yeah. Oh, dear. Saying, oh, if you had been, you had his upbringing, wouldn't you act like a little twat? Yes, but except that professional footballers are fully grown men. Mm. Bieber, I mean, has been, been going yeah, but since f- the age of 11. Yeah, but footballers start out as kids as well. Yeah, but they're not like instant celebrities at the age of 11. Okay, I suppose. You know what I mean? They don't really, I mean, unless they're like really, really, really special, it's not until about 1920, that sort of age where... Yeah, okay, I see your point. You know. So I think we've uh, we've said you'd probably be a, 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 a skier. Yeah. Professional skier. I'll do. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, what would, your, what would your dream job be then? You know, uh, my dream job. Oh well, I I would have loved to have been a footballer. That would be up there. Uh, what position would you play? I was always um, right wing. Right. Yeah, I was good as well. Were you? Mhm. Yeah. You float the ball anywhere effortlessly, mate. Really? Oh yeah. Mm. My first ever game, I. Uh, I gave away a penalty in the first five minutes by handballing it like so obviously. Well, do you like swing it? I just it, it was it, it, the kid shot at the goal. <laughs> I put my hand I put my hand out like a goalkeeper you, and just saved it. 
you, and everyone went away for penalty. You fool! Did you yeah. get, did you get sent off? No, I got a yellow card, for, and then uh, the kid missed the penalty. So I was like, yeah, I'm a hero. And That's... then um, and then we went on to win the game five three, and I scored two goals. Well done. So basically, yeah, <laughs> probably, two, probably shouldn't have been on the pitch. Yeah, two goals you should not have been there to, to score. <laughs> I was really. a hero, mate. I was so a hero. Who's, who's the referee then? Uh, that game, because this was my primary Was this, was this team. Mark Clattenburg refereeing <laughs> this game? No, it was uh, Mr. Slocum, who mm. happened to be the teacher at the time, who was, uh, he was our coach as well. Right. So it could be a little bit biased. But I mean, we went <laughs> he to... He should have sent you off. We went to schools where like we got hammered, like 12-0. Oh. And like there was points where... There was also a game where there the opposing um, or the the ref who happened to be their teacher added on a ridiculous amount of time and they ended up scoring two goals. So you know it's it, it weighs itself out. I think you know it balances out. Mm. This is why I was always really sort of dubious about school sports because mm. I, I I played rugby at school. I wasn't yeah. I wasn't good enough to be on the football team. Right. Um, Did you always get picked last for football? <laughs> were you, well, were you is, and the fat kid? Well, no, actually, <laughs> actually, the thing is, the, the kids thought I was quite good. Actually, right. the other kids quite liked playing football with me. What was, position did you play? I was I was either um, either sort of centre back or goalie most of the time. Oh, okay. So you're yeah, defensive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, goalie. thing is, I'm. I've, I think I've, I've got a reasonably good footballing brain, but. Never had much skill and just can't put it into action. Yeah, never really had any pace. So you know, nah, fair enough. But um, yeah, and no, I was always really dubious about it because when we played rugby games, if it was a home game, our coach was the referee. Yeah, and yeah. you know, you go and play an away game, and it's their coach that's the referee. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> like uh, some of these decisions are a little bit, you know, <laughs> yeah. they wouldn't stand up to particularly. Close scrutiny. Yeah, I know. But it's just that's yeah. it's in school, isn't it, where they can't hire referees to come around and be unbiased. No, quite, quite. And I suppose it's done on the understanding that if you're particularly unsporting, yeah, that it obviously doesn't reflect particularly well on you or your team or your yeah. school, and but everyone yeah. will hate you. And so yeah, well, you could have been a professional skier. I could have been a professional footballer. We could have met up and like been like, well, how's the skiing going? How's it's all right. It, yeah. How's, how's the old kickball going? Oh, you know. I'm all right. Scored any goals lately? Yeah, a couple. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, good. So yeah, our lives could have been completely different. Mm. Well, yeah, that's a good question. Um, so, except here we are now, mm. talking bollocks to about twenty people. Yeah. Um, all right. I think it's time for our feature. Oh my word! Really? Should we should, should we say nothing and just hit the music and the people will see what happens? Yeah, we should probably again apologise for the way that this was artlessly. Shoe it, doesn't be, it doesn't have to be like well, fitted in. It's I mean, just I think, a feature. I think, like, here I, think, it I think it's nice sometimes if there's an angle. Mm. You know, and I think the previous special features that have been... Like the tea tasting yeah, thing. Yeah, we had that, spoke that, about before. And yeah, stuff. it's like get how that, English is Andrew. And, technically, all right, we'll say that before the, the music comes in, this was a conversation we had yesterday. In my and, car, yeah, yeah. And we were like, that would be brilliant, let's just do it. So we've done it, and here's the music. Yes, it came in very organically. So, yeah. Hit that, hit the classic music. Enjoy. Sodor. He's a cheeky little engine. He has six small wheels, a short funnel, a short boiler and a short dome. He's a fussy engine, always pulling coaches for the big engines to take on journeys. When the trains come in, he pulls the coaches away so the big engines can go and rest. Thomas thinks no engine works harder than him. He loves playing tricks on other engines, including Gordon, the biggest and proudest engine. Thomas likes whistling rudely at him. What you got, lazy bones? Drop your cock and grab your socks. <laughs> <laughs> One day after pulling the big express, Gordon arrived back and was very tired. He was going to sleep, but Thomas said in his cheeky voice... <laughs> Oh, 
Oh god. It's not going well, mate. <laughs> I know you're gonna have to edit loads of this out. Well, do you want to start again? Now I know that's coming. One day after pulling the Big Express, Gordon arrived back and was very tired. He was going to sleep, but Thomas said in his cheeky way, Wake up, you lazy fucker, and do some work for a change. You can't catch me. And ran off laughing. Instead of sleeping, Gordon thought how he could get back at Thomas. The next day, people were waiting for the express, but Thomas wouldn't start. His fire went out and the coals weren't hot enough. The coaches for the express weren't ready. At last, Thomas started. Cock. He yawned. He fu- <laughs> He fussed into the station where Gordon was waiting. Balls. <laughs> Said Gordon. Said Thomas. Dickhead. Said Gordon, ready to make his plan. He reversed and coupled to the train before Thomas could be uncoupled. Get the fuck in or fuck the fuck off. <laughs> he whistled. Gordon started so quickly they forgot to uncouple Thomas. Gordon's chance had come. Alright, let's get the bastard. Puffed Gordon to the coaches. The train went too fast for Thomas. He wanted to stop but couldn't. Fucking hell, stop! Exclaimed Thomas. Shut up, you pussy. Laughed Gordon. You're fucked now, mate. Laughed the coaches. Poor Thomas was out of breath and his wheels hurt him. But he had to go on. Oh, my wheels are fucked, aren't they? He thought sadly. At last they stopped at a station. Thomas was uncoupled. Thomas felt silly and exhausted. He went onto a turntable thinking of everyone laughing at him. He ran to a siding out of the way. Well, chuckled Gordon. <laughs> that will teach you a lesson, you cheeky little cunt. <laughs> he puffed away to rest and had a long drink. He went home very slowly and was careful never to be cheeky to Gordon again. And we're back. Yeah. Bam, right in the childhood. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. That was so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> Do you not feel a little bit like you desecrated something sacred? Though? It used to be one of my favourite things as a kid. Yeah, so same here. Same here. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, well, we Do you feel like a tiny part of your soul just died? <laughs> Well, because it's not not so. It's quite a large part of mine has just sort of upped and left. I think. Do you know? I actually, um, I remember quite vividly actually in school. Again, in primary school, my footballing years, um, I got bought a pair of Thomas the Tank Engine trainers. Savage, right? With lights and they were, <laughs> and like Velcro. They were like Velcro ones. How old were you at this point? Uh, I must have been about year. I want to say four or five. So I'm not sure how old you are then. Maybe like eight, six, seven or eight. Uh, um, uh, I think year four, you're eight and going on nine. Okay. So I thought at the time these would be so cool, I'll come into school wearing them. And I did. And then as soon as I got into school, I realised no one still watches Thomas the Tank Engine. It's a bit of a, me. bit of a tactical error there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I kind of walked, I walked in thinking, no, oh, I'm so cool like with these trainers. And then someone <laughs> went to me, are they Thomas the Tank Engine trainers? And I was like, yeah, my nan bought them for me. And uh, she dropped me off at school. I, I, I couldn't get out of it. Like instantly tried to like get out. Dude, of it. you should tried to. You should have tried to own it. I should have. Like, yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Don't you have a pet? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you know, what, do you know what's really like, sad? I apologise for nothing. Yeah. Do you know what's really sad though? If I was to come to the pub in a pair of Thomas Tank Engine Tank Engine, ugh, tank engine trainers now, yeah. everyone would be like, "That's awesome." Well, yeah, maybe. I, I like because it's just one of them weird. I think those. Things, I think those sorts of things depend on your capacity to sort of play it off, though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, I'm old enough now that everybody's like, well, he's, he's like. Yeah, but I mean, what I mean is, there are certain there are there are people who like if they did that, you'd be like, what are you doing, you idiot? Mm. You know what I mean? A lot of it is down to. Did you ever wear anything to school that you regretted? Um, that you got like mocked for. No, not 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 really. No, no, no. Didn't wear a bow tie one day. <laughs> um, I might have done once, but it was like it was what, a bow tie. Yeah, but it wasn't like a normal school day. It was sort of like you had to come in in like fancy dress. Or you something had to. Like oh, it that. was dressed as a wanker day. <laughs> yeah, some, something like that. <laughs> yeah, you know what's interesting? Actually, you say well, that. I I I got the bus into Bromley the other day, and I can't remember why. 
Oh, it's because we were going for lunch, wasn't it? Yeah, maybe. I can't remember. And um, you know, made the genius here, made the uh, amazing decision to get the bus during school rush hour. Oh, yeah, that's always fun. So yeah, a bunch of kids from one of the secondaries got on. And one of the, one of the sixth formers mm. had a bow tie. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Was he getting... Like... No one was talking to him. <laughs> was he sitting on his own? Standing. Standing on his Stand, own? Like, yeah, yeah. Far away from human contact. Yeah, and on the one hand, you think you if, if you part of you wants to sort of pull that to that kid to one <laughs> Put side your arm around him. and say, look, "Listen, I know, I know you obviously like it, and it's you can wear whatever the hell you like. It's entirely your right, but you should understand that people are basically bastards, and they will give you hell for it." <laughs> I can imagine you should do that. You should just yeah. go up to people in the street and tell them what they're doing wrong. Well, quite, yeah. This might be a new feature. <laughs> well, you know, what was that? You know, I'm not uh, not perfect myself, you know. Well, no. I think you can only do that for so long before it comes back at you. It's like, yeah, yeah. Well, who are you to talk? Well, what do you mean? <laughs> you should be like, I'm Drew. That's I'm, who. I'm Drew, that's who. So, is that meant to mean something? <laughs> well, people that would, they'd soon know. They'd soon know about you, mate. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, we've got a few more questions, and then we've got your joke. Um, all right, Shannon, Shannon Walton wanted to know which episode of Black Mirror would you like to experience if you could. Now I, I haven't seen Black Mirror. I've have you not seen, heard, not I've seen heard, any of them? No, I've heard about it though. Oh, thing is, if I if I is this going to be a spoiler this, thing? Yeah, we could really spoiler this quite badly for you. Oh, it's, it's not something I've heard people talk about. They're like, oh, the next episode of Black Mirror, don't don't spoil it. I don't. It's been out for a while, isn't it? There are not many episodes. I think I think there's only been two series of it so far, right. and it's not like a an ongoing thing. All right. Well, maybe what's what's the uh... well the thing the thing with Black Mirror is each episode is its own self-contained story. Yeah. So it's not it's like you know the Twilight Zone or the Outer Limits. You know, mm. it's 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 not continuous. It's not a okay. continuous narrative. So you can't. You're not really going to spoil anything other than one episode. Yeah, but they fuck them. The I one, say fuck them. No, but I'm talking. Yeah, but I mean for you. For your, yeah. <laughs> I don't care. It's I'm not going to watch it. You should. You should. It's really good. Mm. You dig it, then. Maybe, you but I still. I'd, even if you ruin one episode for me, I can still watch it. Okay. Well, <clears> essentially, <throat> the idea behind Black Mirror is it's sort of a, a sort of a dystopian what if. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So is it kind of like the scary door on Futurama? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, the scary door was sort of a piss take of the Outer Limits, wasn't it? And, oh, okay, and the yeah. X and the, uh, the Twilight Zone. And, yeah, um, yeah. The idea behind it really is, it's really kind of cautionary, faintly plausible. Do you want to do a little zipper sound before I pull this? So it sounds like I'm peeing. You mean you're not? <laughs> I'm just pouring some OJ. Yeah. Well, Sorry, if, you, if you insist on wearing those pajama bottoms instead of a real pair of jeans, what are you, you talking know? about? These are cargo trousers. They yeah. have a zipper. Oh, do they? Okay, yeah. fair enough. And I wore jeans not two days ago, and you saw them. That's true. I almost didn't recognise you. Yeah, I know, right? Um, yeah. So it's these sort of faintly plausible cautionary tales about the way in which society could go in an absolute worst case scenario right. like I say they are plausible but only faintly plausible mm. I would say I suppose more than that they're really sort of commentaries on particular malaises that modern British society undergoes currently basically right. so there's a little bit of social commentary is there one episode in particular that you thought well was... there's only there's only three I can remember seeing mm-hmm. basically and just give me the gist of the one. Okay. Well, the one which thing is, I don't think any. I don't understand Shannon's question because you wouldn't really want to live in any of them because none of them are particularly appealing. Maybe, well, or maybe it's maybe she's asking which of these is the least horrifying. Maybe. You know, to you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really want to. I can't really describe that episode to you because it will really ruin it for you. Well, all right. We'll have to leave it then. Yes. Sorry, Shan, but I'm going to say the least horrifying one to me is uh, the one with the Justice Parks, which I think is the one that she actually referenced in her written question, actually. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So there you Without go. ruining it, you're going to say that? Yeah. All right. Seriously, though, you should, you should watch it. 
I might do. I'm in the middle of watching stuff. Fair enough. Um, Alright. <laughs> and uh, this is another dark one from Sam Edwards. Oh, goody. If you were put in a situation where you either had to shoot a man or suck him off, <laughs> which would you do? Well, so I think the question is, could you live with yourself after killing a man or sucking him off? <laughs> I'd have a much easier time. You've sucked off loads of guys. <laughs> You're like, what? Yeah, well done. <laughs> I would have a much easier time. No, I thing is there there is there is nothing wrong with sucking off a bloke. So oh really? Of course there's not. <laughs> All right, I'm not saying there is. What, what like, harm could it possibly would you, do? Would you rather suck a bloke off or shoot him? Well, it depends really whether I like the bloke or not, doesn't it? <laughs> Let's say you do. Okay. You well, like him, but either way, you've either got to suck him off or shoot him. Well, there you go. That's, there's your answer. You'd suck him off. Yeah. Uh, that's nice of you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think you? I'm a generous fellow. You know. <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't enjoy it. A but too generous. Well, so, oh, so <laughs> when, when you're presented with like this utterly false dichotomy of uh, <laughs> oh, that's the I'm, word. Of the, that's the word of the episode. Di- dichotomy. Well, this is a false dichotomy. A false dichotomy. Yeah. What's a dichotomy? A dichotomy is a situation in which you have literally only two options, oh, okay. and there's no in between point between the two options. You have to do one. It's one extreme or the other. Like you can't tickle his balls or just shoot his ear off. Yes, exactly. There's no middle. <laughs> and sometimes this is called the fallacy of the excluded middle. Oh, right. Yeah, it's a logical fallacy of this dichotomy. You should watch out for it. I just wanted to say phallus then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Very good. Well, the thing is, I mean, it's like, if it's someone... Yeah, I wouldn't enjoy it, but, you know, I think I'd much less How'd enjoy... Know? Huh? How do you know? I don't know. Okay, fine. Yeah, try all things. Try something <laughs> once and then decide whether you like it or yeah, not. Yeah, fair but, enough. You also might enjoy shooting a man. Well, I hope not. I'd hope not too, but yeah. you never know. You might have some dark... But then again, it, depend, it depends who it is, doesn't it? I mean, you could argue there are people in the world who... Was it much Jack, of what if it was Jason? You are to suck him off or shoot him? Uh. <laughs> well, I'm not... Or Sam. Let's, let's put oh, it on Sam. Yeah, let's put it on Sam. Yeah, so yeah, would, yeah, would, you, yeah. would you either shoot Sam or suck him off? <laughs> well, that's the, ult- that's the ultimate question, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we're going to have to assume it's, it's that dichotomy that he's described. There's no... Alternatives. You're not allowed to like wing him in the arm or something like that. No, no, no. And you're not allowed to shoot in, shoot to kill in the head. Yeah, and or you... suck him off until he <laughs> like yeah, yeah. dribbles his mayonnaise down. Yeah, you. quite. Um, <laughs> well, I don't want to shoot Sam. You want him to shoot all over you? Oh, oh. hilarious! Hilarious. I think I mean, you was... could. I mean, like I say, it depends on on who it is. I mean, you could argue there are people in the world who be much improved by being shot. But oh so... uh, yeah. Who would be improved by being shot? Oh, who's evil? Who's really evil? Uh, well, it's probably loads of people that are evil. Some some evil bastard who no one would miss, yeah. basically. But in this case, it's Sam, and he'd rather suck him off. I think that's the answer he wants. Is is this is Sam basically very subtly propositioning <laughs> me? question. Is that really what, what what's going on? Probably. Well, there you go. You're gonna have to speak to him next time. Yeah, Sam. We will we'll talk about this at some length. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> alright cool how long have you had these feelings <laughs> oh god I don't want to be there when you have that conversation you clearly do I don't at all I don't want to know um, alright Matt Label slash Raven um, where are Biggie and Tupac ah well I could be way off base here but I gather that uh, Biggie and Tupac are Legendary hip hop artists, are they? Uh, yeah. Both presumed deceased at this point. Yes. And there's a documentary on it. Yes, but apparently there are some conspiracy theories about mm. how they're not actually dead. Yeah. I've I have to confess, this is an area in which I have ze- precise beyond what I've just said. I have zero knowledge. All right. Well, let's say you so, don't know, but talking about conspiracy theories, I mean, for all, all I, people, for being... all I know, there could be people who imagine that they share a bungalow in Chiswick. <laughs> that'd be interesting yeah they could do a sitcom <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 yeah. Biggie and Tupac in Chiswick in Chiswick yeah I'd, I'd watch that what they get up to mm. go to the pub yeah yeah go to the pub write some songs and uh, say gosh rent's extortionate around here isn't it <laughs> yeah 
there's so many conspiracy theories about people dying as well. There's always like well, there's, there's one about Elvis, isn't there? Kurt, Kurt Cobain as well with the Courtney Love thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, do you have any opinion on conspiracy theories in general? Yeah. Don't have time for them. Don't have time for them. No. 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 Reason being is that typically conspiracy theorists present conjecture as if it's hard evidence and it's not. Like nine eleven as well. Yeah, well, again... Oh, we spoke about this, didn't we, in the car once? Again, this is, you know, I think a lot of what passes for evidence in that is yeah. is actually just conjecture. Mm. It's like, oh, yeah, well, how do you explain why that guy was at this time, at this place, yeah. on that particular day? Why was he out the way? It's like, it could just be a coincidence, you know? And you have to assume it is just a coincidence unless you actually have some hard evidence that proves it wasn't. Otherwise, all you have is conjecture. Yeah. And it's like the whole, you know, we've talked about the whole jet fuel and steel beams nonsense before yeah and yeah, I guess you're probably aware of that yeah 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 and why why it's trotted out as a theory repeatedly yeah very easy explanation for that one steel beams begin to lose tensile strength at a much lower temperature than its melting point okay and when they've got to hold up an entire bloody skyscraper one of the biggest in the western world mm. any loss in tensile strength is going to have a catastrophic effect which it did. So there you go. Yeah. So I'll get quite cross about this sort of stuff. <laughs> That's fine. I like it. Where are Biggie and Tupac, incidentally? I think they're you... dead, mate. Oh. <laughs> to answer well, Matt's question. Well, it's just like, Matt, you know, the, the, the question was phrased in such a way that it sounded as if there might be a sensible answer. Mm. They're not in Chiswick. I'm f- they're not. I think, <laughs> I think that would be... I mean, I can't right. prove that they're not in Chiswick, but I no, think it's yeah. safe to assume that they're probably not. Fair enough. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll just go with that. Yeah. Um, Alright, should we do your joke? Well, it's that time again, isn't it? It's that time again. Uh, oh, what? Oh, he means he's going for a piss, doesn't he? Happy monologuing. Oh, fine. Alright, well, Angie's gone again. Um, yeah, this is our last one for a little while. Don't know how long. It might only be a couple of weeks. Just want to... I've, I've got my... <clears throat> I'm having my operation on my back uh in two days so i'm probably going to need some time to get better so yeah wish me luck um yeah but we'll be we'll be back never fear i'm sure the 20 listeners that andrew referred to (laughs) earlier would would be devastated if we didn't do this anymore (sighs) only time will tell (sighs) But yeah, Andrew's uh, gonna. We hope you enjoyed the uh, Thomas the Tank Engine thing as well. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we got Andrew's joke. And he's informed me that it's about. It's going to be about Jim Davidson, who's a cunt. And I don't mind saying that, because I mean it. I think he's coming back. So yeah, he's back. He's back. Who left that there? Do you mind not smashing into my drum kit, please? Well, you shouldn't leave it lying around, should you? No, well. I'll leave it where I want to leave it, so then you should. <sighs> well, it sounded quite nice when it went bong, yeah. didn't it? So that's quite encouraging. It's going to sound even better when we put them some new skins on it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, let's <coughs> see, see what we've got here. It's this a Remo Pro Pack, eh? Yeah, you don't pretend you know what you're talking about. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> I think. Aren't Remo drum skins the best in the whole world? Plug, plug, yeah, plug, yeah, man. Plug, yeah. Plug, 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 plug. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll make, they'll make that Mapex kit that Mapex sound kit. Yeah, yeah, particularly yeah. Mapexy. Especially when I put my uh, Sabian and Zildjian cymbals combined on there. Like, it sounds like. Whoa. Can you imagine that sound? Well, good. Yeah, yeah. There's no better sound. Is that and, uh, kit green or black? Black. I had it in my head that it was green for some reason. You're wrong. It's definitely Obviously, black. Obviously, but, but you yeah. Well, I've just informed everyone you're going to tell a joke about Jim Davidson. Mmm. Well, so, you, you've um, miscalculated here. Oh, uh, what? You've mis... Well, you're not wrong, but uh, <laughs> well, you, you've, uh, you've... Well, I'm going to edit this bit out, basically. Well, just tell the Because you've uh, fucked up my... Uh, no, I don't care. My, uh, oh, come on then. Yeah. As Matt said the other day in the pub when we saw it, yeah. It's you being the hype man for com- the complete wrong bits of the joke, which really makes it. <laughs> and you've already given away a bit of the joke, so oh, you've ruined whatever. it. Right, joke. Right. Mm. You'd be pleased to know. It's about animals again. Oh, wicked. Or it involves animals again. Wicked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
once upon a time, mm-hmm. there were these two lions. Right. And um, now I'm thinking of lion puns before you even started. <laughs> oh, it's going to be roars of laughter. Maybe put a little roar in there from a lion. Yeah. Or maybe not. Oh, all right, go on in. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, best of friends, good mates. Yeah. And, uh, you know, tight, you know. Tight lions. Yeah, yeah, really tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, had each other's backs, mm. had each other's tails, mm. whole, the whole nine yards, you know. And uh, unfortunately, though, unfortunately, mm. one day there was a bit of a territorial pursuit. A pursuit? Okay. Did I say pursuit? You did, yeah. That's wrong. Dispute. Um, dispute. How yeah. the hell did I get that wrong? So it's come to this, the last episode, and I'm correcting you on your words. Mm. Maybe now we've maybe we've come we've to come the point where you're actually me oh. and I'm actually you. Oh my god. Incidentally, no, go on. <laughs> no, go on. I want to see where, <laughs> I want to see where that's going. Uh, it's not going anywhere. Oh. A bit like this joke at the moment, so carry on. Okay. Territorial dispute between these bros. Well, yeah, they used to be bros, but mm. not anymore. They've fallen out. Yeah, big time. I mean, basically, um, Lion One, who for the purposes of this joke we'll call Edward. Edward, yeah. Edward, he was sort of. Another Thomas the Tank Engine reference. Oh, it was, wasn't it? Subconsciously. Mm. Yeah. Edward was, the Lion. Edward the Lion, he was sort of, uh, you know, leaving empty crisp packets and cans of Tango yeah, all yeah. over Graham's turf. Yeah. And Graham said, excuse me, mate, do you mind... Uh, Did you put- say Graham? Yeah. You didn't even mention that was his name. Well, Graham oh, like- was the other Lion. Oh, right, Lion 2 is Graham, so yeah, Edward yeah. and Graham. And Graham said, excuse me, mate, would you mind uh, clearing that up? Mm. You know, only you know, this place looks like a fucking pigsty. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Edward said, "Shan't, <laughs> shan't, shan't." Yeah, because he was that kind of guy. Really. Yeah, just a bit defiant. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, not. So unfortunately, you know, they couldn't see their way to a peaceful resolution over this, really. And this just went on and on and on and on for weeks, until eventually. Um, you know, lo- they, this went to a local magistrate's court. Well, I know it would be a civil dispute, really, wouldn't it? So it wouldn't be the magistrate's court. <laughs> right. It went to a civil court. Yeah. And uh, they said, right, here's how we're going to divide up your turfs. Either of you, neither of you are allowed in this. There's a, there's a no-go zone in between your two patches. Neither right. of you are allowed to enter it. And if you do, God help you. All right. Blimey, this judge clearly is uh, not mucking about, you know. No, no. So they, uh, yeah. they played by the rules, but the uh, the um, yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Jim Davidson is sitting in his flat, right? And thinking to himself. Oh dear. People don't really like me anymore. No. No. Can't imagine why. No. Um, so, uh, I'm going to have to uh, do something to get my career back on track, basically. Okay. So I need a new TV program. That'll, that'll do it. A right. new TV, a hit TV program, and I'm in business. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I've got it. I've got a fantastic idea. I ring up uh, John Virgo. Mm. He'll be he'll be bound to be oh, into this. Good old JV. Good old JV. And uh, says so. He brings up John Virgo. Says, "Hello, JV. I've got a proposition for you, sir." He says, "Oh, really? What's that then?" I think we should do a new TV show. No, come on, Jim. You're but, a massive racist, Jim. No. Yeah. Jim, <laughs> Those days are over, mate. Yeah, Those yeah. days are over. There's just uh, no way this is going to... Yeah, let, let it go. Let it go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Jim says, now, no, hear me out, John Virgo. I've got... Uh, actually, this is the best idea in the world. 
and I think you'll agree. Okay. So, okay, well, let's hear it. I'll probably say no, but out of morbid curiosity, I'm going to allow you to proceed. Mm-hmm. That's very kind of you, John Virgo. Um, my idea is this. We're going to trek through the jungle, yeah. find a load of animals, and teach them how to do novelty trick shots. <laughs> All right, cool. John Virgo's blown away. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, I'll watch that. Jim, that's incredible. Mm. Where do you get? Where do you? Where did you get that one? So, you know, that first one's free, mate. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next one's going to cost you. Oh, All right. well, I won't ask any more. Mm-hmm. Blimey, that's incredible. Okay, well, I think we should uh, we should do this. Yep. So next day they get on a plane and uh, they uh, they make for the jungle. Yep. Basically. Cool. And so the pair of them are there hacking their way through the vines and all the stuff and all the stuff that basically gets up in, in, in your grill when you're mm. trying to find your way. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, neither neither of them has any clue how to navigate right. in these situations, you know. Yeah. And uh, they get hopelessly lost, like completely hopelessly lost, you know, and uh, going around in circles and so, well, okay, well, I suppose uh, we're exhausted, no energy left. I think we should probably make camp here for tonight. Yeah. So, well, that's probably probably a good thing, probably a good idea. Let's consider our next move in the morning. And so they set up camp, and uh, John Virgo is sort of decided he wanted to put his tent in next to the bushes tucked into the trees to give him a bit of natural shelter yeah he's a clever man yeah yeah Jim Davidson decided he wanted to sort of stick to the path that they'd made yeah yeah just so that he didn't lose track of it so okay well between us we should be able to figure out how to get out of this pickle yep and uh, so Jim Davidson sets up his uh, tent decides he wants to do uh, you know can't nod off immediately so he pulls out a book and uh he, uh, it's uh, his own autobiography. Oh, wow. Yeah, because, you know, <laughs> which it frankly gets better with every reading. <laughs> I'm sure. And um, he, I'm sure he'll agree <clears throat> as well. And uh, unfortunately, grave miscalculation had occurred. Oh, no. Yeah. Because Jim Davidson had s- set up his tent, slap bang. No, not in but no man's land. In no man's land, between Graham and Edwards' respective patches. Oh, shit. Yeah, and that, no, the inevitable happened. What happened? As soon as he fell asleep, they both jumped out, gobbled him up with one gulp, and that was it. Yeah. John Virgo discovers this and flees in terror, completely horrified. Yeah. And... Uh, Eventually makes it out of the jungle and uh, alerts the authorities as to what's happened. Mm. And, uh, and they said, "Why did he? Why did he set his tent up there? Bloody idiot! Mm. You know what's what, what was he? What was he playing at?" And John Virgo said, "Sometimes you've just got to read between the lines." Oh God. Oh, so you've gone out on a strong joke. Oh, you liked that one, did you? <laughs> it was, yeah, it was all right. It was acceptable. Yeah, made me laugh. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, Andrew, do you know what this means? It is done. It is the end of our our season, our series. Yeah, this may be. We may resurrect it at some point, folks. We, we may will. Not. We will. If we do get round to doing more episodes. By then, hey, we could have some stories to tell, eh? Yeah, exactly. Hey, hey? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or not. Or not. <laughs> or not. It's like, oh, what did you do this week, man? Oh, went to the railway. Cool. Yeah, basically. That's right, kind then. of where we're at now, really. I guess we will say goodbye. This is the end we, for now. Yeah. And we ought to uh, wish Chris the very best of luck and uh, a speedy recovery, because... Uh, my operation's in two yeah, days. Yeah, you're going to the Sloan on Thursday. Yep. They're going to gas you. 
Yeah. And they're going to take some stuff out of your back. Yeah, how basically. Do, how do you feel about that? Well, I did just, I did mention this when you went for a piss. Oh, like, did you? Right, yeah. oh, I missed all of this. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I'm nervous, but it's got to be done, and yeah. You know what the amazing... Fingers crossed. You know what the interesting thing is, though? By the time folks hear this... I'll have had it done. And you may even be back at home. Never know. Hopefully. Well, there you go. That was series one yep. of Words with Chris and Drew. Thank you to everybody yep. that contributed a question um, or even gave us ideas for things to talk about in the quizzes. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, we're going to have a lot more fun when we come back. Mm. So... Uh, I guess all that's left to say is toodaloo. Toodaloo. And, and cheery bye. Cheery bye and keep rocking. Or oh, not, yeah. it's entirely your choice. <laughs> all right, take care, everyone. We'll see you again soon. Stay cool.